Zach looked better, and they are getting a better pick. Win-win. That was a tweet I received after the Jets' 33-18 loss to the Eagles on Sunday. Did Zach Wilson look better? Sure. Will they get a better pick for it? I mean, I guess. They still hold picks four and five after Sunday's games. So not necessarily better. It's just the same as last week. Win-win? Not so much. How low has the bar been set for gangrene? I mean, how many times do we have to keep rooting for this team to lose so that the Jets will get a better draft pick? We have seen this song and dance before. Me, the Jets fan, is playing the lead role of Bill Murray in this version of Groundhog Day. Have a bad season. Get a high draft pick. Draft a franchise player. Franchise player doesn't live up to the potential. They trade him for more draft picks. I mean, how do you keep doing this? Yes, Zach Wilson was better. He still threw an interception. He still wasn't great in the second half. He still missed throws in the second half. So while I sound like Oscar the Grouch to start off this show, I need to see a game where he doesn't throw an interception, where he throws the ball away when a guy is not open, when he uses his wheels to pick up a first down, when he hits that wide open receiver on a big third down where the Jets were three of nine. I need to see more. We saw more from more, but we did not see more from Zach Wilson in the second half. And we did not see anything from a league worst defense, a historically worst defense ever. One of the worst I've ever seen. Jeff Ulbrick, your defense is trash and you got to get a whole group of new players in here, whether that's through the draft or free agency. Joe Douglas, fix this defense or we're going to be living through Groundhog Day for another decade after this. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only our gang's all here. We love it. Empty backfield. Wilson looking Moore's way. Nobody there. Wilson is crushed. What's disheartening is that I I know when we watch this tape and we sit down together, there's going to be a lot of missed opportunities that we had from a defensive standpoint. The Jets Alex Kessman, and his first attempt is no good. It's frustrating, but they executed more than we did, and that's what it came down to. Wilson sails that, and it's picked off. Marcus Epps with the interception, and that was a bad pass by Zach Wilson. First half clearly wasn't good enough. Second half, thought we came out and showed some fight. Uh, A lot of self-inflicted wounds. Wilson to the end zone. I'll go through everything together and I, I would say you know this hurts um, but we just got to look for the growth in all of this and we're going to experience this all as a team so we just got to you know, understand there's five games left and we're going to bring it every single week. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. It's Jake Brown and Brian Costello here with you and that audio you just heard of the montage courtesy of CBS, Andrew Catalan on the call. You heard Wilson, Sal and Mosley after another Jets loss, well, I guess I can't say another because they won a game last week, but it's almost like you forgot. They lose 33-18. They fall to 3-9 and in the season. 
Cause the defense continues to show us why we're putting them in the class of one of the worst ever. It took until 154 to go in this football game for us to know that the Eagles had a punter on their roster. The good, Zach Wilson looked better. I felt in the first half, he showed a lot of poise. Him and Elijah Moore, it was like training camp all over again between those two and the hype that we heard. Second half, they couldn't score. They weren't on the field that much. It was 35 to 24. Essentially, time of possession. Gardner Minshew lit him up. You know, the top gun. He came in with the jacket, the shades, looking like he's Tom Cruise. And I know a lot of Jets fans want to stay positive about Zach Wilson improving, but a loss is a loss, and he still threw a pick. So I'm not going to be one of those people here that's rejoicing because uh, he showed some competence in the first half. Yeah, I mean, the defense really let them down, Jake, you know, and a lot of times, not so much this year because both sides have been bad, but in the past with the Jets, the defense has played well and the offense hasn't. Today, I, you know, the Jets offense was rolling. They scored three touchdowns on their first three possessions. They were doing some good things. And then the third quarter hits and they're down 24-18, I think was at that point at halftime. The Eagles come out and just eight and a half minutes, Jake, control the clock and just grind the Jets down. And then the Jets get the ball back. Back and it's three and out and then the Eagles take over and then they, they ran out the rest of the quarter on another drive and it wasn't all bad defense Jake the officials helped the Eagles a little bit the pass interference on Bryce Hall was a questionable call on a third down terrible call uh, I thought Mosley jumped on the fourth down. I thought that was a good call, but clearly Salah didn't, and he was freaking out on the sideline, and they thought the center moved the ball. I didn't really see that. And then on fourth and one, it looks like the Jets get off the field, and they challenge, the Eagles challenge it, and they move the ball, which like you hardly ever see in those kind of scrum situations where there's a quarterback sneak and you know there's a million bodies in the frame. And it's hard to tell where the ball is. You very rarely see them move the spot in those situations, but they did there. And that kept the drive going in the third quarter. And basically, Jake, the, you know, the Jets' offense was on the field for a minute in the third quarter. They really didn't have the ball much at the end of the second quarter. So they were on the sideline for over an hour. No first downs between the early in the second quarter to early in the fourth quarter. They had no first downs. And I think that just killed any momentum the Jets had from the first half was destroyed by that third quarter. The defense in the first half just couldn't stop Dallas Goddard and made Gardner Minshew look like the greatest thing ever. I mean, I'm going to Philadelphia sports radio is going to be great, Jake. <laughs> With you know, their their Philly fans are going to be screaming for Gardner Minshew now, and you know it's going to be it's going to be fun for the, the the Eagles writers. Have a struggling quarterback, have a backup quarterback. Well, give them a start against the Jets, and you're due for. A hell of a day. I mean, it was disgusting watching this. And usually the Jets don't wake up in the, until the third quarter. This time they didn't. I mean, in the first half, yeah, they, they were, they were scoring. I, you know, Zach was scoring on the, on the run. He was throwing Elijah Moore. He was kind of doing it all. And it all started with a kickoff return that set that up. And then a lot of, you know, motivation taken away by the kickers. You know, they cut Matt Amendola on Saturday. They had to do it. They get this kid Kessman in here. Good God. A missed extra point. Another mixed extra point. He sucks so bad that they had to go for two the third time. You go for two anyway there. But, but I mean, if you had Adam Vinatieri, I don't know what you're doing. But because you have Alex Kessman, you have to go for two essentially every time after that. And the only good thing this kid did was had that weird bounce on the kickoff. 
And then what does that turn into? It turned into a 94-yard drive by Garden Minshew. He had zero incompletion. He was 14 of 15 in the first half, almost perfect. Yeah, I mean, Kassman obviously is a story, Jake. The Jets kickers are on their eighth kicker now since 2017, not even counting all the guys who've come through here in training camp and things that didn't end up kicking for them. Uh, you know, and you watch Nick Folk. You're going to watch Nick Folk tomorrow night, you know, Monday night against the Bills for New England, still rolling, and the Jets let him go, and Jason Myers is up in Seattle. They let him go. Jets kickers all over the place, but that wasn't the reason they lost the game. You know, the, the defense not being able to stop a nosebleed is the reason the Jets lost this game. And this defense has been awful. We've talked about it before, Jake. Joe Douglas needs to really go crazy on the defense this offseason and fix these holes that the Jets have. Uh, you can point fingers at coaching, but, you know, to me, it's still the players uh, on this team are, are struggling and they're not going to be able to fix that right now. And the leader of that defense is C.J. Mosley. And, you know, after the game, C.J. Mosley had uh, – he kept it real on what he thought – you know, what the Eagles yeah. thought about him. So let's let's listen up, uh, Andrew. Let's cue up uh, C.J. Mosley on the lack of respect that the Jets are getting. At the end of the day, you know, wins, wins and losses happen in this game. Uh, you know, that's part of it. But um, at the end of the day, um, it's, it's all about respect. And and right now, you know, teams are not respecting us. And, you know, that's well that's well deserved, whether, you know, it's by uh, self-inflicted wounds or, you know, about the, uh, the history of the Jets. Um, but, you know, right now, you know, none, of, none of that really matters. What the past doesn't matter. Um, the guys out of here, the coaches out of here, we can affect the future and we can affect right now. Um, and so today we didn't we didn't do our job and you know, the results are the results. You know, but tomorrow we have the we have the chance. Um, we have the God given ability to you know, make a difference, and you know that's 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 my mindset every time I come here. Um, and it was it was it was all over the field. You know, I, I saw you know the, the coin toss, no handshake. Um, Cox was laughing at Salah, Coach Salah, when he was trying to he was fighting for us, trying to get a play, trying to get a, a play call. So I mean, you, you see that stuff and you feel that stuff, and as a competitor. You know, as a warrior, you know, as a when you fight with your brother, that that pisses you off, and that's that's been going on for a long time. And like I said, whether it's you know whether it's from self-inflicted wounds or from stuff in the past, um, when things change, it's going to change quick. And you know, I, I come to work every day. I wake up every day with that mindset that the next day is going to be that change. Um, will that happen? Or when will it happen? I don't know. But when it does happen, you know, we we're going to be ready for it. So that's. That's that's my mindset. You know, every time I, I step on this field, every time I come to work. Cause that had to, you know, when you guys were talking to him, that stood out a little bit. He, uh, you know, pretty much telling it how it is about what the Eagles thought of him. Yeah, and you know, it's really was was my game story. Out of this was about that was, uh, you know, and here's the thing with with CJ Mosley is he comes from the Ravens, right? And there's a standard in Baltimore. And CJ got there in 2014 in Baltimore. That Ed Reed and Ray Lewis were gone at that point. They've been gone for two years, but Terrell Suggs was still there, and there was still carryover from those guys. And I think that still exists in Baltimore. I think there's still a standard there. And there's a standard in Pittsburgh, even though they're struggling. It's where it's understood what it means to be a Steeler. There's a, obviously a standard in New England, uh, even with Tom Brady gone, what it means to be a Patriot. There's no standard with the Jets. And they, that's something they've lost in the last decade. And there's been no kind of lineage of, you know, and there, for a little while there was following those the championship game teams where there were some guys still around, but there's been so much turnover here and there's so many young guys that there's, there's no standard. It's hard to establish that Jake. And, you know, I've heard, you know, he's not the first guy I've heard talk about this, right. 
you know, Jamal Adams used to give rants like this a few times a year. I just don't know what the answer is. You know, they, they have to win. They have to win games to, to get people to stop treating them like that. And we talked about earlier in the year where the Richard Seymour called them the homecoming game, you know, and this is more of the same where, you know, Fletcher Cox was laughing at Sala at some point during the game, CJ said, and didn't, wouldn't shake hands after the coin toss and things like that. So it's a chicken or the egg thing, Jake, you know, they, they've got to, they, to me, it's, you got to win games, uh, you know, to set the standard, but there's no standard right now at this team. They're the laughing stock of the league, and you know it's been like that for a while. And it's sad that the standard for Jets fans is hope for losses, get better draft picks. It, it, it's like a, a washing machine. It, it's a cycle, cause it's hope for losses, get a better draft pick, get the draft pick, get overhyped about the draft pick. Draft pick sucks. Same thing all over again the next year. I mean, it, it, we keep getting that. And yeah, sure. The Jets are going to end up maybe with the fourth and fifth pick. But what do they do with that pick? Do they get an offensive lineman that doesn't miss, you know, 50% of the games? I'm not writing off Makai Becton yet, but he's barely been on the field. Do you know, do they go get a safety that they end up trading to Seattle? It's the same song every year and it's just getting old. You can probably sense it in my voice right now. I'm just like tired of this of this act and um Zach was better. He definitely was better. You know, I made some great throws in the first half, but you know, everyone's like he, he so much he's still throwing interception. This guy's throwing an interception in every game he's played in. You can hear the cops yeah. coming after him right now in Astoria for throwing another pick. And if he wants to get better, stop making those mistakes. I mean, the only game he didn't throw a pick was the Pats game that he got hurt in. And I know it's still early on, but stop going Google Gaga when he's still making mistakes. He was 23 of 38. Wow, it's not like wow. he was 23 of 30. He, is, he wasn't great today. He was good in the first great. half. It was, his best, half. it was his best game. I mean, he's a rookie. The one interception when they're down and he's trying to make a play, you know, that wasn't egregious or anything. But there was encouraging signs today where there were not encouraging signs last week in Houston. So I understand. I don't think, yeah, you can't go nuts, but – I definitely think there was um, some positives with Zach to take away from this game. We've talked about the slow starts, right? He had no touchdowns in the first half before this game. Threw two touchdowns in the first half. Yes, Barrios gave them a jump start on the first drive, but he, he put together another couple of good drives on there, and I think you liked what you saw with him and Elijah Moore. This was a step in the right direction. Let's put it that way. And yeah, you're not you're not sold. You know, you shouldn't be sold on him, but don't go overboard. But yes, you can feel good about Zach today. That's fair. It is a step in the right direction. Maybe I'm just more frustrated than Oscar the Grouch tonight over the fact that we are taking true baby steps in the right direction. It's like, all right, he only threw one pick and he had a great first half. Wonder what happens if they don't get that kickoff return. Listen, they were set up in the red zone right off the start of the game. I mean, that never happens. So they did catch a break there and that contributed to them scoring. I'm wondering if, you know, they're at the 25, if they still do the same thing. So what was the vibe in the stadium like? Cause I, it sounded like there were a ton of Eagles fans there. Uh, was it 60, 40, 70, 30? What would you say the, the ratio was? Uh, it's hard to say, Jake, because when things got out of hand, it really, I mean, it's probably 60, 40 Eagles fans. I would say I guess really? it's more, I thought more Eagles fans than Jets fans for sure. Yeah. And then by the end it was 90, 10. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it is a Eagles. It sounded like that on the third and fourth downs. And what I did like from Zach is his poise there in the red zone on third and fourth down, you know, finding Griffin, finding more, putting his head down, getting that QB sneak, although it was very close, getting that touchdown. So there were definitely positive signs. I know I sound negative, but 
I would like to see him have an interception-free game and win. People want to talk about him getting better and the Jets getting a better pick, you know, but but losing. Winning gets quarterbacks better. Having a winning pedigree and a winning moxie to a player is important. When you don't know how to win and close games, that makes a difference. But in the end, the story of this is that the defense is one of the worst of all time. And um they can't, you know, they can't keep playing like this. And does Jeff Ulbrich just uh does he order pizza all week? what does he do <laughs> all week? I mean, cause this is I mean, unreal how bad the defense is. It is, but I mean it's again to me it's does he players. get fired Monday or is he no, is he riding no. They have no players, Jake. How many good players are on this defense? There's not the two, maybe. But still, I mean, come on now. I mean, can Salah call the plays next Sunday? Has that been discussed at all? Are we going to see no, that at some point? I don't think you're going to see it this year. I don't think so. Maybe next year. <laughs> but, but I don't think you're going to see it this year. I'm hoping for some kind of change because 33, 24, 45, 45, 31, 54, 27, 24, 26, 25, and Sam Darnold was the only one to not score at least 24 points against the Jets. So it has been a rough season, but we'll see. We'll see what happens next week against New Orleans. Let's hope they kind of turn this thing around here because this was the first step in the progression of Zach Wilson. Now he's got to keep it going, cause down the stretch. And listen, as as I said last last show, the games are going to get colder. It's going to get a little more tougher. Sunday wasn't freezing. And again, an evergreen text that Andrew sent me is like, Good thing you didn't end up going to the game. I'm like, you could <laughs> say that every week for the next 10 years and for the last 10 years. Um, I would have been miserable coming back from that game. So they have home games left. He's got a chance to prove himself. And I think people are encouraged because they saw the ugly and they saw the great. And now they kind of saw the medium. They didn't see a terrible game. And there's still what? One, two, three more of the last five are home. Saints, Bucks, Jaguars at home, Dolphins bills on the road so you hope zach continues to progress i really want to see him with carter out there hopefully we get that at some point this year but we'll see if he comes back this season we'll talk with steve serby from the new york post about this game next on gangs all here what the hell is going on here all right he was also at the game on sunday that would be steve serby of the new york post follow him on twitter at ny post underscore serby serby i I was mixed on Zach Wilson. He showed progress, but I also think he still made mistakes. And uh, I don't think Jets fans should be as elated as they are at what we saw on Sunday. What was your evaluation of Zach's game? Zach, well, look, the, the bar was quite low. He he made some uh, some nice throws. He looked more poised, I thought, in the pocket than he had. He didn't really try to play hero ball. He, he did sail that one interception way over the head of uh, Crowder. But look. Baby steps is all you can expect at this point. And uh, he took them today. But, you know, if you're looking for a bright spot, yeah, that's the bright spot. But there's so many dark spots, so much doom and gloom over this franchise right now. It's hard for Jet fans to feel good about Zach Wilson when their team stinks the way it does. How do you fix this defense, sir? You uh, you draft uh, your with your top 10 Two with your two top 10 draft picks. You uh, get yourself a corner who can cover. And a rusher who can rush the passer and help Carl Lawson. Because right now they can't rush the passer and they can't cover. And they play dumb football. Other than that, reminds me of the New York Sack Exchange. This is the New York Suck Exchange. <laughs> that should have been the front the back cover of the uh Cause, how do you paper. how do you watch this? 
How does cars watch this week after week after week? That's why I want to drive into it. That's why I wanted to drive into a tree on my way home, sir. You know, it's it's getting Poor old. Cause he's, he's got no hair left. He, I, I, the yeah. start of the year, I had a lot of hair when I started locks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the curse of the cars. The past um, decade, yeah. you know, it's the what is it? Six straight losing season. I've lost back. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Cause you took over the beat when? Uh, 2011. 2011. How many times have they been to the playoffs in, since you took over? Uh, Negative four. Count, sorry, <laughs> but I think zero. I have not covered a game, a playoff game as the beat writer. So what yeah. we have here is the cause curse. Yes, that's exactly it. It's my fault. They've well, you terrible. almost had one in Buffalo uh, in 2015, right? You almost had a playoff yeah, curse. God, that looks that looks like a freaking 72 Dolphin season right now when you talk about 2015. <laughs> by the way, and, and C.J. Mosley, by the way, post game talking about. Nobody respects the Jets. CJ opted out last year. He should have been on that two and fourteen team. If he's talking about lack of respect, right? It's hard to respect a team that whose defense has allowed thirty-one or more points five times in the last seven weeks. If yeah. I'm, uh, and CJ I, said they. CJ basically said they don't deserve respect. So he. he He's just trying to get it. He knows they, He knows why people are laughing at them right now. I, I said earlier, sir, to Jake that it's tough. There's no standard here with the Jets. You know, where CJ came from, there's a standard in Baltimore. There's a standard in Pittsburgh. There's a standard in New England. Jets have no standard right well, now. Well, they had a standard They had that. a standard before you arrived on the beat. <laughs> they, they, they did. Those, those, those Rex Ryan defense. I'm the only one. You know, they got I'm the, the Jets left back, from back, back then, AFC though, championship games before you arrived. Yeah. And there's no there's no one left. Those guys are long gone. They're this all on TV is now, now. The roast of the cause. You're and- Jeff Ulbrich. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope he seems like a nice nice fellow, Mister Ulbrich. But uh, I hope he's renting. I mean, Serby. I, I said. I mean, Kaz said he's not going to get fired tomorrow. But is this guy looking? You know, ordering in the pizza menu. Like, what is he doing all week? This team doesn't look prepared ever. And I know they have a lot of sucky players. But you got to be better than not allowing a punt till the final two minutes of the game, Serby. It, it also might help if you prepare. If you see a quarterback's on the injury report and and is not taking all the reps, it it would help if you prepared for both quarterbacks who are stylistically different. Of course, after the game, we heard all about how we prepare for the Eagles' offense. But Jalen Hurts is a runner. Gardner Minshew is a thrower. And God, the Jets had. Had no answers. They looked unprepared. Dallas Goddard looked like a, a hybrid of uh, Mark Bavaro, John Mackey, and uh, Tony Gonzalez in the first half. If you're going to not prepare for two quarterbacks, if you're going to prepare for one offense, then at least make some in-game adjustments uh, along the way that would help. And, and you know, Salah and Ulbricht have no margin for error. Cause what did you think of that, that Bryce Hall saying, we didn't prepare at all for, for uh, Minshew? Yeah, not a, reminded me of uh, 2018 when Baker Mayfield came off the bench in Cleveland and beat them, and Jamal Adams said the next day on the radio that they hadn't prepared for Baker Mayfield. And you could argue that Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor are more similar players than Jalen Hurts and, and Gardner Minshew. You know, Hurts, obviously, we talked all week about his running and the Eagles kind of structuring the offense around him. You know, Minshew's not a runner. He, he, can, he can run if he has to, but you don't design runs for him, so... Yeah, I, and I, you know, but I put that more on Salah than Ulbrich. You know, the head coach has to say that, like, hey, guys, Jalen Hurts has got an ankle injury. We're going to do this with the scout team. We're going to make have this guy play Hurts, this guy play Minshew, and you know, well, maybe the Jets, well, the Jets have enough quarterbacks right now, right? They have Flacco and Josh Johnson. They they could have divided up the reps on scout team. 
um, played each played one guy and, and prepared for them. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's it's ugly and. I put it more, you know, but the execution of it is just to me. The players are just these players are terrible. I'm not yeah, sure how many of these players will be on the team next year. But these players need all the help they can get, and the, yeah, the coaching staff yeah. has no margin for error with these players. There's no Lawson, no Marcus May. Today there was no pass rush against a very formidable Eagles offensive line. I know Joe Douglas is trying to build up the offensive line, but off what we've seen from this defense, I would use both top ten picks. On impact defensive players. Do you use one? Do you use one on a kicker too? <laughs> I mean, with the fifth pick, the Jets select the best <laughs> kicker in the country. Here's what I say about the kicker, Jake. I don't know who's going to be. I don't know who's going to be available in free agency. But if like a veteran kicker is available in free agency, and I'm his agent, I'm calling Joe Douglas and saying, "Yeah, I want four million dollars, and here you go. I'll solve your kicking problem here." Because they, I think Douglas is going to overpay for some veteran kicker in free agency because they cannot develop one, that's for sure. Give kid, the kid that missed the two extra points, I give him a lot of credit, though. He faced the music after the game, took responsibility, and we may never see the kid again. But how many, how many times over the years have we seen guys who screw up and are goats and ne- and don't answer questions after the game. So give give the I don't give credit the Jets for credit for having him talk to the media. I mean, the guy's going to get cut tomorrow morning. Why is he talking? He missed two extra points. Well, because we requested him. He has to talk, Jake. That's you know that the Jets did a good job there. We requested him and they made him available. Don't don't hide him. You know, um, the guy showed accountability. And I don't. He's not going to be cut tomorrow. The they don't have anyone week? else. I don't know if he's a kicker next week, but he's not getting cut tomorrow. I'll tell you that. If they caught him, it'll be Saturday, and then they'll bring your friend Amendola back. You know, because he he has to clear waivers tomorrow. They'll probably sign him to the practice squad tomorrow. You know, they have the two of them compete have, all week. I'd rather have Danny Amendola kick some... for the Jets right now. At least that'd be entertaining. Come on, Ugh, the pain, the pain. Yeah. Well, that's the least of their problems, kicker. What did you think of Elijah Moore? I think, you know, we were worried. Kaz, you know, Kaz was worried he he played so well without Zach Wilson at quarterback. I think we saw some shades of why the Jets took him on Sunday. What He looks tremendous. He's he's the real deal. And um, I venture to say the way the Giants' luck is going these days, they they may regret passing on Elijah Moore to draft Kadarius Toney, who cannot stay on the field. Elijah Moore, boy, he's electric. He's fiery. The guy gets open. I, I love the kid. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a, a stud. Joe Douglas nailed that pick. Top five picks. You're saying the Jets go what linebacker, pass rusher, cornerback, something in that realm? Is that the focus here? Corner, corner is the focus, and a pass rusher as a bookend for Lawson. Those would be my. If I'm the Jets GM, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, cornerback is huge. Pass rusher, yeah, I think they address linebacker at some point. Not not in the first round, though, Jake. Uh, I, you know, I think they have to do that. But you know, there's still holes on offense, too. I mean, there's so many holes on this team. Yeah, but don't, yeah, don't forget, this, this year, their first, what, four picks were all offensive players in, last, in the 2021 draft. They didn't address defense till the fifth round. Now they have to do that in reverse. They got to start with the defense. Serby, uh, was it? Did you feel? Kaz said it was sixty forty Eagles to Jets fans. Did you feel the energy of the Philly fan base Sunday? Oh yeah, they were. The, let's. I heard "Let's Go Eagles" chants. I I thought you know I was impressed. I thought Jets fans uh, travel well. <laughs> I thought they traveled well today. That was a joke. Anybody yeah, get that? that was, no, it was it was good. Yeah. Yeah, well, what do you expect? What 
How about in these coming weeks when the weather gets colder? Uh, I don't know how many Saints fans there are in the metropolitan area, but you're going to see fewer and fewer Jets fans, and I can't blame them. The Jets-Jaguars game the day after Christmas might just be empty. Like There might be 20,000 people at that game. Might be a lot of Clemson. There's a lot of Jaguars fans. A lot of Clemson alum in the stands. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Cause how do you do this? How do you do this week after week? And I don't mean this pod. Well, I do mean this podcast, but how, watching <laughs> watching this team, how do you do it? Did you get hazard pay for this? You want to talk to my boss, Serby? You know him. Maybe, maybe suggest that. I'm huh? surprised you haven't brought it up by now. Look at, look at you. God. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's killing sad. me. I, I feel very bad for you. I feel bad for you. At least I can hop off and go to the Giants every so often. How about yeah, this, by the way? Go watch a winning team, huh? Yeah. You know what? I have a cure for the for the Jets' defense. Schedule the Giants' offense. <laughs> huh? There you go. Yeah. Especially if Jake Fromm's going to be playing, which he may be next week. Jake Fromm and the Giants' offense against the Jets' D. That would be it. The immovable object against the irresistible force. The movable object against the resistible force, you mean? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's even better. <laughs> oh, God. Jake Fromm might be uh, – that's scary. You hear about that on Blue Rush. Uh, Steve Serby, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Good luck, Kaz. <sighs> Is it worse? That'll say adios to episode 89, the Jericho Cotri edition of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. One of my favorite receivers, receiver that I wish the Jets would have. Now, thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Cameron Ezer for helping me produce the show. So, Hartz, over the weekend, I had a funny little funny little story. I meet a dude through a friend after the Rangers game Friday. At the bar we go to after the game, here in Nanag next to the arena. This dude, we're talking, immediately like falls in love with me. I mean, as, as a friend, he's like, are we best friends? We just met, whatever. I was like, yeah, I'm in a story. He's like, oh, I'm going to a story tomorrow for a date. I'm like, oh, who are they? I'm like, let me hope I don't know who this person is. They're like, I won't say the actual name. Cheryl. We'll say her name is Cheryl. And I'm like, oh, her. Uh, Where are you guys going? He says the bar. I immediately know she frequents this bar all the time. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I've been out with this girl before. She may have a crush on me. So it's the same girl. I'm like, oh, no, bro. Like, I've been on like a date or two with her before. And he's like, oh, wow, really? I was like, I was going to hang out with her and a friend later on in his store. We were gonna go out so i text my friend that's friends with her i send a picture of me and him and she's with the girl and she's like what the hell how do you know john whatever his name is and i was like i randomly just met him tonight and i know he's got a date with her tomorrow should we come all hang out in a story tonight and then we did and you know the rest is history jake that's some crazy big city but small world stuff right there and my biggest question though is that does she still have a thing for you at this point or or, or now that she's going out with this other guy like what's what's a what's the i deal? don't know i didn't think we were a great match you know in my older age as i become an elder statesman now in my 30s much wiser uh, 31 in two months by the way february 5th put it on your calendars much wiser i kind of need a girl that's like like into sports my whole life like revolves around sports and through my 20s i dated girls or you know had flings with girls that like would go to a game for the beer but like couldn't put up with me watching games almost on a nightly basis i kind of want a girl that isn't into sports because you know you see on instagram all these different girls they go out with 
different guys on the weekend and they go apple picking and cutting down trees. And you always say, man, I feel so bad that guy's missing the Giants game or he's missing the Jets game because you have a girlfriend who doesn't care. So honestly, if you had a girlfriend that, that didn't care about sports and you didn't have to watch the Jets and be miserable, would you really complain that much? I wouldn't complain, but I also wouldn't be doing my job as the host of the Gangs All Here podcast if I was just tuning into the highlights and faking my way through the show. So I keep it real. You know, I watch every game. He took her away. He's hers now. And listen to this. How about this? It was his birthday at midnight. So we met up with them. It was his birthday. Their first date was supposed to be on his birthday hours later. First day on a birthday is a little bit of a red flag. I don't know if I would ever do that. This uh, Gangs All Year episode has gone off the deep end. So while you're here, give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio at Brian Cos. We appreciate your support. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back on Thursday as we preview the Jets matchup with the Saints at MetLife. Hope you all had a happy Hanukkah, by the way. We are eight nights through. Hope you got everything you dreamed for. Hope you ate all the lockers. You're going to need some Manischewitz to get through the rest of this Jets season. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. Doctor!